How had he fallen so far, so fast? Thomas D. Norris must surely have asked himself that question as he stood in Battery Park at the southern tip of Manhattan, probably in his dark blue woolen Civil War uniform, beseeching passers-by to purchase an apple so he could support himself and his four children. Only a few years earlier, Norris had been an officer in the United States Army, commanding a company of nearly 100 Irish-American soldiers, whose uniforms and weapons he had paid for out of his own pocket. Norris had been able to do so because he was the proprietor of two successful lower Manhattan clothing shops. That he had managed to open those establishments less than a decade after fleeing Ireland's Great Potato Famine was even more remarkable. Yet now, Norris was hawking apples in rain and snow, heat and cold, just two blocks from the very spot where he had presided over his flagship retail location on South Street until the beginning of the war. In his first decade in New York, Norris had been the very personification of the American dream. Born in 1827 in Killarney, a town of 7,000 residents in mountainous southwest Ireland, Norris learned the tailor's trade in his teens and managed to survive four years of famine before immigrating to the United States at age 24 in 1851. By that point, New York was already the garment manufacturing capital of the Americas, and Norris quickly found work for one of the city's hundreds of clothing wholesalers or retailers. Not long after his arrival, Norris married Anne Hannan, who had also emigrated from Ireland in 1851. They had three children, two girls and then a boy over the course of the next few years, and a fourth in 1863. Norris could have continued working indefinitely for wages as a journeyman tailor in New York, Even though that job did not pay well by American standards, he and Anne would have been far better off than they had been in Ireland, where employment was never reliable and Catholics like the Norrises had few political rights. But Thomas was too ambitious to settle for the back-breaking, poorly paid life of a journeyman tailor. Instead, he and Anne scrimped and saved and by 1855, they had accumulated enough capital to open their own clothing shop in Ward 9 on West Street at West 10th Street facing the northernmost, least used Hudson River Piers. Perhaps seeking more foot traffic, Norris soon moved the shop to 7 South Street, facing the southernmost East River docks and two busy ferry landings. This shop did so well that Thomas, now calling himself a clothier rather than a tailor, opened a second shop a few blocks away in 1858. Both were still operating when the Civil War broke out in the spring of 1861. After the Confederate attack on Fort Sumter, Norris felt obliged to defend his adopted homeland and enlisted in one of the regiments that constituted New York's Irish Brigade, a unit made up of several thousand Irish immigrants. Norris fought at Bull Run a few months later, and while he escaped that famous encounter unscathed, several of his friends were wounded, and the unit's commanding officer, Colonel Michael Cochran, was captured. Having expected a quick war and easy victory, Norris and most of his comrades had been allowed to enlist for only three months, so immediately after Bull Run, Norris returned home to Anne, the children and his clothing business. Yet Thomas soon came to feel ashamed for having abandoned the Union cause and his Irish-American compatriots, who remained in the army. So in 1862, he sold his shops and used the proceeds to outfit a company of 100 soldiers for Cochrane's Legion, a new Irish-American infantry unit to be led by Cochrane, who had been released by the Confederates after several months' captivity in Richmond. Norris, now a captain, played a prominent leadership role in the new unit and promoted the Irish contribution to the war effort by sending Letters from the Front for a publication in New York's most widely read immigrant newspaper, The Irish American. Norris's first two years as an officer were relatively uneventful. 
But that all changed in 1864 when General Ulysses S. Grant took control of all the Union forces in the East and began aggressively pursuing General Robert E. Lee's Army of Northern Virginia. Norris's unit fought bravely at Spotsylvania Courthouse, North Anna, and in the assault on Lee's forces surrounding Petersburg, where Norris was wounded in the right shoulder and left thigh on June 16, 1864. Norris's regiment was present at Appomattox Courthouse when Lee surrendered there ten months later. Although the Union victory must have filled Norris with pride, the end of the war was more bitter than sweet for the Irishman. According to the New York Tribune, Norris returned home to find that he had lost his wife through worse than death, an apparent reference to infidelity. Thomas and Anne quickly divorced, something exceedingly rare in that era, and the court awarded him sole custody of their four children. But his attempts to re-enter business failed. Rather than go back to his needle and thread, Norris tried to parlay his military renown into a career as a saloon keeper, opening the Cochrane Legion House in 1865 at 362 Cherry Street in the seedy East River waterfront neighbourhood known as Corlear's Hook. Yet a year later, the business went belly up. Norris had apparently put every penny he had into the bar, because soon, the Tribune recounted, he had not a cent in the world. <laughs>